0: G.M. Good morning or afternoon or evening, depending on your location. Hello, everybody. Happy Labor Day. If you are in the United States of America or I don't know if Canada do it. If you're over on that side of the pond, um, I guess a whole bunch of you are just waking up after getting drunk last night, which is lovely. Having an extra day off. I'm not jealous at all, but GMGM friends and welcome to episode seven, lucky number seven of Rug Radio and NFTs Beyond the Floor with me, Ben the Greek, your host. So episode seven, that means there are already six incredible episodes, incredible episodes packed full of insight and to quote my co-host Tom, the spice from some of the most exciting builders in the Web3 space right now. Did I say that right, mate?
1: Indeed. Indeed, you did. The spice, indeed. And this is a spicy one today. It's a very it?
0: spicy one. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, again, it's a little bit different. And uh, uh, I think it's um, really, really interested to look at how uh, a project can integrate itself with something that from a web 2 point of view is already like a massive collectible but let's jump into that in a minute last week we featured our al- put my teeth back in alpacadabras and the cryptobats teasing out some i thought really amazing answers and showing off some of the best of building while spilling some red hot alpha which is something I did not see coming in this show. That's just not what we're about, but we're teasing it out anyway, which uh, which is great news. Um, both episodes really showcased exactly what we're trying to achieve with NFTs beyond the floor. Honesty, insight, experience, people doing amazing things in the space. Uh, as always, I'll be opening this series every Monday and Thursday at the same time, so 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 midday Eastern and 5pm in the UK. Um, I'll be joined by a wonderful panel of friends from the space and we will continue to bring you a show that moves chat away from a review of the markets and NFT gossip, focusing what, on what founders and builders with intent are doing to develop the space. We focus these sessions on the importance of storytelling in Web3 and the power of narrative to make projects unmissable so hello to my fantastic panel of friends tom hello 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 tom
1: hey great to be back in the another another epic yeah how today. was your weekend it was incredible um had a, had a lovely weekend uh just uh, just chilling out and um yeah back to it this nice. monday
0: nice 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 hello nft zerk
2: how are you hello mate i'm not bad i'm not bad i just want to touch on uh tom was lying there he said he uh he had a good weekend but he's actually working his uh full-time job now and as a bartender yep. i actually walked into the pub and found him so, you know NFT times are tough tom you can't hide it from everyone mate hey hang on
1: hang on hang on you can't be saying it was the bar when it was mcdonald's at 3am <laughs> and handing over your trip, triple cheeseburger and fries all right mate all right Keep for the up. second time round nice
2: keep it
0: down yeah we're good nft spaceman how are you doing sir oh
2: not that well apparently no No,
0: you might need to jump off and come back up we'll think about letting you come back on (laughs) i think he's in his car ah killer mr yellow
3: mr yellow hello mate how you doing i'm surprised you're able to be away from lobsteropolis i know debacle that's going on in there uh, all the kicking big... off
0: over in the Lobstars today yep. talk, yeah yeah talk... big problems talking a storytelling it's a lot of fun yeah it's a lot of fun so yeah uh, i would recommend anyone go and check out what's going on over there just uh, maybe head over to the Lobstars twitter i don't want to shill too much but it's a lot of fun what we're doing there today um and uh great stuff uh nft spaceman i'll give you one last try to come up and say hello oh Oh, to be driving. Yep, he's dropped down. Okay, well, we will welcome Spaceman back in a little while. Hello, everyone. Our guest today is Sam from Sneakerheads, a project that merges sneaker or street culture with NFT culture, uh, a 5,000 NFT collection, which minted out mid-June, can I add, which is pretty well fucking unheard of, to be perfectly honest. Uh, So it made it one of the very few projects to sell out during this recent bear market. And then going on to trade over over 3,000 Ethereum in secondary in the short time since. Very, very impressive. Welcome,
4: Sam. How are you? Yo yo, very good. Excited. Thanks for having us oh. and having having me. Yeah, oh, great. No, very very good. Pleased
0: to have you up. How was your weekend, sir? Have you had a whereabouts are you based? I'm currently in London, ah, but uh... very nice. Okay. Well, uh, good to have you on. Um, quick admin. Uh, the format of these spaces intended to be pretty open. So, uh, hands up um if you uh if you want to interrupt anyone but other than that let's all just have a good old chin wag um and then after about 45 minutes of me asking questions and the others doing the same we'll then look to invite people up from the audience uh, who can give a view or ask a question so without further ado let's do the thing uh that we always do first and let's say sam can you do us the honor of giving us like a uh uh executive summary of, uh, of Sneakerheads, where it's come from, and how it's been.
4: With pleasure. Great. Sneakerheads, where where we've come from, I think it's important to, as, as you were already referencing or alluding to, also give a shout out to the sneaker culture and, and the physical world that we all know so well, uh, and how that's transcended transcended over the last... 30, 40 years, maybe in particular, specifically the last 5, 10 years. Um, but really got to give a, a good shout out to sneaker culture and everything that's really uh, built out the foundation or everything that's been a part of the foundation that we were able to bring into Web3. So what I mean by that is sneaker culture is a worldwide uh kind of phenomenon, I guess you could say, that started with sports and now has transcended into style, fashion, and I think a big part of a lot of people's lives. And with NFTs, what we wanted to do is bring that physical sneaker experience from a community building perspective to a product perspective to a culture perspective into the NFT world. And we launched our project of 5,000 sneakerhead nfts which we rightfully dubbed as our silhouettes so we have 40 base silhouettes each silhouette has its own story feel maybe collector profile that goes with it maybe even some sub communities that are really passionate about those specific silhouettes Um, and that that's how we went to market so that's kind of what we've achieved so far Uh, now that the next steps are how do we continue to tell that that narrative but in a more exciting maybe digitally infused way so our one-liner our executive summary is we are a digitally native streetwear and sneaker brand and with that all of our future plans are digital first but very much uh, physical as well so we've got our mystery box that is due to be opened september 25th uh and that has some physical and digital products inside so that's kind of our first step in opening the door between the digital and physical realm and uh we're, we're really excited for that to happen but we have a lot of uh really cool things that i'm sure we can we can touch more on i'll leave it at that for an executive summary
0: excellent very good and and tell us about your artist just very quickly because i had the pleasure of uh speaking with him a while back but what like who who's your artist and just and how how has how has it come to be that yeah that he was involved with the project etc
4: i think actually the the better question is how it came to be that i got involved in the project cuz really <laughs> uh our our artist this was his vision so our artist his name is ali uh ali dewood he is a legendary architect and if any of you are deep in the sneaker scene Uh, There's a few people already who are kind of making the bold uh, comparison between Ali and Virgil Abloh because they are both from that architectural background. So that's a little bit of uh, interesting fun fact about about Ali and who knows where where things will go from there. But Ali uh, is a very, very passionate streetwear sneaker, uh, like, I wouldn't say collector, he's just more of like a, he's in the scene, you know, he's in the culture, he loves his shoes, and while he was doing his uh, masters in in architecture, he actually had the opportunity to work with Kanye as a, I don't know the exact title, Um, I don't want to get it wrong live on on air, but he worked with Kanye on his uh, architecture for one of his warehouses, And while he was doing that he in his free time was I think just mesmerized and inspired by Kanye and he talks quite quite highly of him all the time. And Ali recalls how when he was in that environment for some reason just completely organically he started drawing sketches of Kanye as some of his own shoes. So like Kanye as a Yeezy 700, Kanye as a Yeezy 350, things like that, and that's where the sneakerhead concept was born. That's about two years ago. So then, fast forward two years, um, Ali Ali kept working on that vision, kept building it up, and again, really, really organically, we we kind of assembled this this dream team. And from my angle, uh, I actually was just one day looking through my Facebook groups. Uh, That's also part of my background. Maybe we can go into that a bit later. But in my Facebook groups over the last year and a half, no one has ever talked about NFTs in good faith. Everyone has always hated on them and completely just dismissed the concept and said it was a scam and hashtag screenshot your NFT, now I own it, that whole phase uh, until sneakerheads and one day I was on my Facebook group and there was a thread about sneakerheads and people loved it and I was like this is mind blowing. It's the first time I've ever seen NFTs in a sneaker community being praised. So started looking into it and about a week after that uh, the team I I don't know really how or like why, um, but just got connected with the team at Sneakerheads and then uh, joined joined back in before before day one uh early early march and uh yeah so that Ali's our, our artist um he he's he's the mastermind on the creative side and uh magically we we formed this this partnership this dream team and now we we get to work together on bringing the the next uh digital revolution to physical streetwear i love
0: it Thank you. And, uh, and, uh, I have to say it was, uh, it was a great call speaking to him. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, yeah, very, very insightful, very chill guy, which I thought was cool. And I had no idea about that Kanye story and the fact that that's where the inspiration came from. So, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, second second question i always lead in with and then we can start to get a little bit more into the detail of it i guess is like what does storytelling being the premise of our show here and the fact that we talk about narrative in the space and how we feel like that will be the ne- be, be the difference between projects that really do go on to like transcend the space or don't what does storytelling mean to to your project
4: yeah so it's a, it's a really interesting uh concept that we are building upon as as we speak and i think when we when we launched our storytelling was really about connecting with those physical sneaker collectors and for example our i don't know our, our main kind of at least disclosed utility is our stalking uh, utility which sneakerhead holders have to decide if they want to stalk their sneakerhead. And for us, that decision was based on the the fact that in real life as a sneaker collector, you also have to decide are you gonna rock or are you gonna stock, I mean keep them in the box, save them for a special day, maybe sell them in two years, your your physical sneakers. So for us, that was kind of the first wave of storytelling that we integrated into our into our narrative was was just connecting the language that is also used in, in physical sneaker collecting. So it was really about the rock or stock your sneakerhead, head. Um, and that's something that's still ongoing. Uh, as we continue now, we also have this this new narrative of our mystery box, which is still very much shrewd in secrecy and, and mystery. Um, but the story is very important to how we, we bring that to market. And the story of our mystery box will be told over the next few few days and uh, further after that it, it becomes a story of i think collaboration you know like for for us building out a community collaboration is is really key and not just collaboration where we get to say like oh here's whitelists for this project that's not something that we're that passionate about for us it's really about merging the, the two cultures of what a sneakerhead uh, is and then also who whoever we collaborated with Um, so for, for an example, if we did a collaboration with a artist, if we did a collaboration with a brand, if we did a collaboration with uh, a community, it, it would really be important for us to tell that story with the product that we eventually then, uh, release or the event that we do. It doesn't have to be a product, but, um, I think it's, it's for now we've, we've had our, our storytelling up to the stocking and we have the storytelling of our mystery box, and then going forward, we have the storytelling of how how we can hold hands in an authentic way with the the people that join us on our on our journey.
0: And I think that's a that's a really like it's a clear focus of your project is like lending the IP that you're creating because your <clears throat> your NFTs are are so clearly like um, identifiable, and so lending your ip to other brands as as well as other projects for collaboration i guess that's what's on the card with you guys like what what does sneakerheads feel it can bring to the table for such a partnership
4: that's a really a really relevant question actually because i think that there's a bit of misconception with the the ip and what we can uh i mean from from a brand side what we can do we, we we know that but from a community member or someone who's potentially looking to get involved in the project, uh, our IP isn't the most clear cut, you know, like we're not CC zero, we're not full IP rights. We have a bit of a process. And from the top level, the reason why we've gone that route is because our IP, as you're alluding to in the question is very important to what we can offer to brands that we work with. If we don't have that IP, then it's, it's hard to be able to position ourselves in a way that we can add value to another uh, community, brand, artist. If if we don't have that, you know, um, but then we do also want to empower the holders to have the IP of the specific sneakerheads that that they own to do uh, creative creative things. With an interesting thing also is that in the very beginning, um, we had a lot of like marketing content where it was maybe Travis Scott inspired sneakerhead. Or it was a Sean Watherspoon inspired sneakerhead or even a Kanye West inspired sneakerhead. Um, but those those were all for for marketing because if we if we zoom out and we go to where we are currently, if those sneakerheads were part of our collection, I mean we can't go to a brand like Adidas. Not not that that's early alpha that I'm sharing that we're working with Adidas. Um, but we can't go to Adidas and be like, oh, work with us, and they're like, oh, let's see your silhouettes let's see your product and then it's like oh here's our kanye west inspired potentially sketchy copyright sneakerhead uh let's do a collab Adidas are going to be like who the hell are you guys <laughs> like go go away you know like there's there's no ip for us to work with there so for us the ip was was really important and, and we made sure to create unique ip so we have a a, a product that we we can leverage for collaborations
0: amazing amazing and and a really like a a really good answer just just because it's really difficult isn't it to like to be really really honest not not sorry it's not difficult to be honest (laughs) it's it's (laughs) difficult it's difficult to kind of like accept that actually like whilst web3 projects are capable of generating funds and like you know major major money goes into them like then how you harness the power of your IP or the power of your brand is just a really, really new concept. And and people who are, I guess, again, the reason behind this show, right? People who are really trying to do that with great intentions, just listening to, we're seven shows in now, listening to the different ways that people are talking about approaching it, I find, I find fascinating. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. T- tell us a little bit about uh well actually guys if any of you guys want to come up and and ask a question like please do but i'll um i'll keep going with mine until any of you do ah
2: hello hello hello. yeah i'm a fellow sneakerhead
0: so i was super interested in this uh project
2: soon the day i saw it i was like guys my collab team go to fucking sneakerheads now get whitelist but it didn't work out too well but um yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like the art is just so so good i was just looking over it now and um you know, I actually hadn't done too much research into in terms of what you guys were still doing. I remember that time where everyone was like, "Oh, you know, they're using Kanye artwork and it's not even theirs." And you know, just listening to your story makes perfect sense. Why? So it's annoying how the NFT space kind of, uh, you know, here's one bit of fud and then they just turn their back. And I, I'm, I've been guilty of it before as well. And uh, not, not, as, not though it was fud, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, i I'm super keen to hear more about like the physical side of things, uh, different clubs that you know what that could look like whether there's going to be shoes or limited access to you know sneaker drops or something but yeah i might even just
4: uh, have to pick up an entity right now so yeah keep going guys <laughs> i feel like there's a few a few things i want to address in your in your comments <laughs> if that's okay ben yeah carry on <laughs> nice um all right so i think from from the community you know like the the FUD angle of people who are just interpreting things and then going off and you know, like the, the Kanye, they don't own that and that kind of situation from a operations perspective. It's actually been, been really interesting because we can communicate as well as we possibly can and tell people like our intentions and the story where it's like, that was just some, some fan art we created get a lot of eyes on the project it it worked exactly how we had it planned um but then of course the the follow up part where it's like oh guys like we're we're also taking the ip part very seriously we've had like three different legal teams involved in our in our ip and we're not messing around or trying to be in a position where we might have brands coming after us none of that stuff is going to be for sale like no one no one sees that side you know like that doesn't get as much traction so it's really hard to actually communicate the uh real information compared to the the hype content that everyone retweets and then i mean our our analytics on our twitter account were insane like ridiculously astronomical high you know like our our impressions we we had like 50 million impressions before we were launching and to, to reach that amount of people to then tell them like oh that actually isn't in the collection is is really hard but um also what i've what i've learned is you just have to keep uh keep your story along the way and be prepared that not everyone sees every every message and communication is key so i'm, I'm at least glad that we were able to to speak and i was able to at least clarify that to a few more people today on our on our twitter space our, our process behind that
0: yeah, super important stuff. And like, yeah, sorry, Zerk, you carry on, buddy. But like, No, uh,
2: no. It it's, yeah, I mean, exactly that. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, I didn't necessarily read too much into it, but I know a lot of people were talking about it. And, you know, even like, it's funny because I was like, oh, we got a uh, sneak heads today with Tom. And he was like, oh, those are the guys with the Travis Scott mask, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but uh, that's how I remembered you guys. But it, you're obviously doing way more than that. And I think it came at a time in the space when you guys launched where there was like so many bad products launching that just had no plan on sticking around. And like everyone kind of saw it as this, I know they're just using this artwork to sell out and, you know, gain the hype and traction. But, you know, you guys have stuck around, you've delivered and you're continuing to deliver. So there's nothing wrong in my eyes.
4: One thing that I will say to continue the story though, uh, is because like Tom is is alluding to, everyone does know us for that Travis Scott face. And I think everyone, at least a lot of people in our community, we assume also like Travis Scott because they saw that, followed us, got involved. Um, So a lot of the giveaways we do and a lot of the the product that could be coming uh, has usually some kind of inspiration from Travis, because we know that's a big part of how we got started. So like we did a giveaway with the the sneaks team. I see them I see them here in the audience. And it was like a hundred percent we have to give away Travis Scott because we know our audience love Travis Scott. You know, like at least from that angle we were able to get some kind of metrics and, and value from from our from our marketing in the beginning.
0: And it would be silly to to not kind of push on that whole side of things that you know your audience is into isn't it so it would be like launching sneakerheads, but not talking about yeezys and air force ones like what there would be no point in that would there so (laughs) i i guess i appreciate you have to be really careful with it but at the same time you have to embrace the other brands that are doing amazing things because that's what sneaker culture is
4: yeah yeah
2: i also i also don't think it matters like it actually doesn't matter that the travis scott one isn't in the collection People aren't buying to get that Travis Scott head. The chances of them getting it if it was in the 5K collection or slim to none anyway. So, I mean, it, you know, you delivered on the art, which is the same style as the Travis Scott uh, mock-up, and you're still doing things in the sneaker community. That's the main core driver there. So, um, yeah, I actually don't see an issue with it, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I also think that is really coming to the fore for me the more shows like this we do is just how, like, now following that gold rush of 2021 there are a lot of projects now who are really just starting to get their head around the fact that they need to come good on what what they promised but also that there's kind of life beyond mint and the first six months or that at least there should be and you know what what is it we're going to create what will our legacy be what will our brand become and so uh i think it's really refreshing to hear uh people from projects where they're saying like we're working that out as we go you know we've got a real idea of what that's going to look like in the future but it's fluid because that's the truth like anyone who claims uh i see christina's just joined the space who's another rug radio host and um uh christina even said this to me a few weeks ago she was saying anyone who says that they knew exactly what they were going to do and what their roadmap was like six months ago or nine months ago or 12 months ago when they were minting and they've come good on exactly that and they haven't moved or deviated
4: is full of shit
0: because it's just not true there's no way uh so uh i think um yeah it's uh it's, it's really refreshing and thanks for thanks for being so honest sam um uh i uh oh no that's a clap i thought it might have been someone's hand up uh i wanted to ask i wanted to ask you about stocking actually i wanted to ask you about stocking because stocking staking i guess that's the same kind of thing like tell us a little bit about how you've built that mechanic and like what what holders will be provided with how that's going to work in the future because staking soft staking all of that i've worked with some projects you know the project that i work with has that but also i've seen other projects that i'm a holder of doing it and it's it's a difficult mechanic to get right and then the kind of the value that you then give people back based on what they're accruing and all of that you know it's it's difficult. So, like, tell me a little bit more about how that's working for you guys.
4: Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a challenge, um, and also watching lots of projects work on improving the mechanism. Um, for for us, it's very similar to to Moonbirds, to potatoes, to lobsters. It's it's the very. I, I think there's kind of only one, one way to do it. Um, any of the developers in the chat, don't, don't call me out. That's not my background. But um, I think for, for us, what our what our soft staking aims to achieve is the foundation of our loyalty program. So again, coming from a, a sneaker collector background, uh, I have a personal story that I've, I've shared a few times, but uh, for for the new audience, I'll give a short version of the story. Um, but personally, I've I've always been quite a passionate sneaker collector, and for me, I then started reselling shoes because funding that that collecting was was getting almost impossible. So, as a student, I had to start selling them to, to be able to afford them. And at the at the forefront, I was always a collector and had a pretty had a pretty cool collection. Was extremely passionate about it. And there was this one store in London, won't name any names, uh, that started kind of developing this uh, community around collectors are elite kind of vibe. And if you're a collector, you can have every shoe you want, but you have to prove that you're a collector. So I kind of got involved in that because I was a collector and had a had a good couple uh, shoes that I was able to buy, kept, kept all of them. And one day they had this event where it was... Uh, for their their community of of collectors to get together, hang out, enjoy shoes, and uh, sounds sounds kind of lame, but it was I promise it was pretty cool. But the I, I guess the founder or the head of business development or um, someone someone high up on the executive team of this of this store came up to me at the event, and they were like, "You're not welcome here. You're a reseller. We know your secret." I was I was just like. I don't have any secrets. I have all my shoes, you know, like I've okay. And they're like, Nope, we know you're a seller. People have uh, exposed you as being a seller. So you're not welcome here anymore. And they like kicked me out. And until this day that, that situation is still pretty like surprising to me because I was always a, always a collector. I've said that enough times, but anyway, uh, when in the real world, there's no way to prove that. And when I had my store here in London, Uh, A lot of those collectors that they idolized would actually sell us their shoes to our store and be like, don't tell anyone. And I'd be like, okay, it's not my problem. But uh, to this day, there there are so many retailers and brands that are trying to solve the loyalty problem, um, figure out who their most loyal customers are, who their most deserving customers are, things along that nature. And you you really can't, you know, like there's no transparent way to track those types of things, but with the blockchain, you 100% can, and you can't hide. You can track that stuff forever. So with Sneakerheads, our soft staking mechanism is a way to uh, really, really, I think, easily allow us to transparently see who our most loyal community members are. And as time goes on, that will be something that is a very important metric for for everything we do. Um, so just to get started, we've passed about, I'm sure some people in the chat know the exact amount of time, but I think we've passed about 60 days, um, 65 days in our soft staking. Uh, level one was at 30 days, and we airdropped a mystery box, and we opened a free claim for a Persian carpet, skin, which is a ode to Ali Wood's background, uh, and then on that skin for the first 30 days, so anyone who stalked early was able to have a n- nice little blinged-out OG, uh, the letters OG, uh, on an earring so that in two years, five years, 10 years from now, we can all kind of look back and that's tangible proof of like, yeah, I was OG. I was in that first 30 days of being... A sneakerhead and i claimed my og skin you know like that's that's a tangible way for us to let the co- community acknowledge who who is og as as we scale and um yeah the 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 soft staking for us is it's really just about uh, a fun way to to measure loyalty and uh nothing nothing too complicated we don't ever want to have it complicated we don't want to be in a position where people who are looking to enter the ecosystem are like confused what's what's going on here? How do I participate? We're, we're trying to keep it simple. Of course, soft staking is a little bit complicated, but we're happy to help educate to that, to that level. And we don't really want to complicate it beyond that.
0: Nice one. Yeah. That's a great answer.
4: Um, just very, very
0: quickly. I want to um, reset the room and then yeah, Tom, jump up as soon as I've done that. So we are here talking with Sam from Sneakerheads. Um, we are, uh, uh welcome back nft spaceman who rugged out at the beginning you can say hello now sir how are you
3: yeah i'm good man um the lesson in this is never ever have your airpods just in your pocket no Because that is the uh, absolute schoolboy. Apologies
0: to everyone there. Thanks, (laughs) mate. Not at all, man. Good to see you. Um, It would be wonderful if everybody here could uh, share this space. I'd be very grateful to you. Share it to all of your friends and followers. And also down in the bottom right-hand corner, there is a little comment bit down there. Uh, It's currently got number one in it. If you all go in there and say something nice will get more numbers in it and then twitter will think that we are wonderful and encourage more people to come here so please uh go in there and uh and uh drop a comment if you could tom how you doing buddy good mate
1: yeah loved it so far um got a got a question around that education kind of topic um really thinking about how sneaker sneaker collecting is really uh i can i can imagine as someone who isn't a sneakerhead i mean i love shoes but i'm not like i'm not a sneakerhead um i understand that people who are uh, really feel connected to the nft space you typically come from a collectibles background and how have you found getting access to more like whether it's mainstream pr um or mainstream brands or has there been a, a reverse where uh, it's kind of opened up conversations and you've been like there is a huge opportunity here um how have you felt around around that
4: I think that there's that's that's a really good question to split into two parts. Um, I'd love to to split it first on the on the PR side and then on the on the brand side. From from a brand perspective, uh, I was having this conversation with my girlfriend like two days ago, actually, and it's really interesting because my my background was on the marketplace, like secondary market, phys- like at a resale store here in London, and brands at that time 2019 did not want to talk to you at all it was like you guys are resellers you guys are the devils i don't know why i pronounce that so weird the devils um don't don't talk to us we're not getting involved in anything secondary market the secondary market is is horrible go away go away go away you know like that that was kind of the the vibe um so for for me to now be in the position where sneakerheads, we are are our own brand with our own IP, with our own product, our own community um, to not share too much uh, alpha. Um, But the brands that we're able to speak to has blown, blown my mind. I've uh, been on calls with pretty much every single brand that I would have ever dreamed to speak to um, whether that was a, A one call and it's really nice to be connected not sure if there's going to be something that we can do here but pleasure to be connected or if that's like okay we're working on this and it's going to take like two years Um, but the the brand side the response has been phenomenal um, and extremely extremely exciting it's like the coolest thing I've ever done probably Um, on the PR side it's I think a testament maybe to the overall market as a whole, um, but PR is a bit more challenging. You know, like there's still, I think, a lot of negative connotation around crypto, NFTs, and for us, it's something that we've decided isn't going to be our main uh, focus at the moment. It's it's something that's like, look, uh, my, my previous business, we went 100% organic, and uh, it, it worked out well. So for this, uh, so far, also, Sneakerheads has been 100% organic as well. Um, with a tiny bit of like NFT press kind of here and there, but, um, otherwise it's been, it's been a hundred percent organic and that's kind of, I think the best use of our, of our energy. Um, but yeah, the P- the PR side has been quite a challenge and I wonder if anyone else on the stage has, has similar, uh, impressions, but the brand side is, has, has been a dream and really excited to share. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff that we've been we've been working on starting with our mystery box people will, will get to see kind of who we've been speaking to
1: we'll go ahead and put us out sorry
2: where you don't it's nice to be in a position where people are coming to you rather than you have to reach out to them as well i think that's a credit to your your hard work and what you've created
4: oh on the brand a lot of the, a lot of it is is 50 50 i wouldn't say it's all them reaching out to us but it's also us reaching out to them and them answering you know which to me is is also crazy i mean just yep. the fact that we've been able to have calls with some of these brands and really executive people at them is blown blown my mind absolutely man um i know for a fact from my days of being an actor that if
2: you didn't get a call back you, you well you never got a call back so the fact that you actually get a call back and you get to have an interaction that means you must be doing something right
4: hope so Work in progress.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, go, go on. Like, put us out of our misery, then, Sam. Tell us a bit more about the mystery box collection, and and tell us maybe. you I, I guess you probably can't tell us exactly what's going to happen, but perhaps tell us a little bit more about how your community has reacted to it in recent weeks.
4: I, I feel like I, I spoon fed myself directly into this uh, transition, but you absolutely did with with pleasure. The the mystery box is something. That uh, we airdropped on, I believe it was August 11th. So a few weeks have gone by now, and I think also on that note, uh, in full transparency, we've we've also learned quite a lot because from a internal perspective, the mystery box is pretty crazy, Uh, and from a community perspective, it's very positive, but they don't know what it is. You know, like if you look at the open sea volume, if you look at the speculation if you look at what people are saying about the mystery box it's all like oh this is really cool um but no one knows what it is so i think for us it was a great learning experience uh, about how we can tell the story and how important that is because uh there's i think a lot of a lot of things that we could do better um on the communication side of the mystery box but that being said that that's just kind of a transparent what, what we've learned what i've learned um, but in terms of brands, we've we've got some pretty cool ones lined up. I mean, we we just announced last week Stadium Goods and Howard Street Studio, which uh, is is a two for one kind of announcement. I don't know if uh, anyone really realized that Howard Street Studio is actually uh, a separate brand that was started by Stadium Goods. Um, so we've got we've got something there. They've got a lot of cool things that they're they're working on. Um, but yeah, of course, Stadium Goods being one of the biggest uh, shoe store shoe—I don't know if you want to call them a reseller—but um, marketplaces, shoe store uh, conglomerate in the sneaker industry uh, was was really an exciting partnership for us to launch and definitely on brand as well. Um, but we've got we've got some other cool ones. They're they're really on the tip of my tongue, and I really want to share them. But uh, I feel like for the for the purpose of storytelling. I got to leave it to the social and marketing team because they're U S based, they're enjoying their labor day. So I I don't think they'd be too happy with me if I shared some alpha while they're on holiday AFK, but <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I think uh,
0: it sounds like um, it sounds like a great opportunity to reward the community. And I think that's, you know, another really part and important port. Oh my word. Important part. <laughs> of uh of this kind of narrative building side of things so um yeah that's great Uh, i i don't know if anyone else wants to jump up i'm gonna ask one more question before i let other people jump in etc my one is aside from the whole proof of ownership blockchain side of things like what do you think the web 3 space offers street culture or clothing or art that web 2 businesses don't
4: well, I think it's also a really good expansion of creativity. I mean, the fact that we can use like a, a sneaker head in its literal sense, uh, I mean, on a physical angle, that that's quite a challenging product to uh, produce. So I think the, the creativity that is enabled digitally is, is really exciting. I mean, you can animate stuff, you can create all kinds of cool creations that are completely out of this world um and with with an artist like like ali i think that's that's our kind of most exciting uh aspect of being digitally native but for for us also with that when we speak to brands our our kind of executive summary as we were speaking about in the beginning is is that we're not like we're not trying to be rocket scientists and the blockchain or web3 space you know like we're, we're trying to keep it as simple as possible but just with a little bit extra creativity you know so our physical products if we're talking about a physical collaboration that would be the exact same as like supreme doing their collab with nike which they announced uh today which on that note i also really am not impressed with those shoes but we can talk about that uh another time but uh that that's kind of where where i would leave it is just it it opens so much room for for more creativity for uh for artists and creatives
0: yeah yeah absolutely guys uh nft spaceman go for it dude
2: thanks ben hey sam um i think uh you might not want to talk too much about the mystery box but i'm sure you would like to tell us about like your favorite pair of all time or the most expensive pair you've ever traded or owned? I think uh, listeners would love to hear a little bit about that.
4: So two very good questions. Um, my favorite pair of shoes is my fragment Jordan ones. They're very sentimental to me because I actually bought them for like, I think it was 900 or a thousand pounds, which was the most expensive thing I had ever bought at the time, maybe like five years ago. Um, brand new and I was freaking out for like a week while they were being shipped to me and sold a bunch of my other shoes. I went for like the, the quantity over quality approach. So I cleared out some of my collection just to be able to afford that, that one pair. Um And also I go with the mentality of like, there's always something new, you know, like there's always that new shiny thing coming out. So I was like, all right, I've got a bunch of these m- mid tier shoes. There's going to be other cool ones that come out. Maybe I can get those for retail anyway. Uh, Fragment Jordan 1s uh, definitely is my my number one favorite shoe. And I actually have a, a cool story attached with those. I was able to get my box signed by Hiroshi uh, maybe two or three years ago. Um, so on my box, it says, To Sam from Hiroshi Fujiwara. And that's, that's something that I cherish for, for a very long time. I also wore those when i opened my store in london on on the opening day on stocked them. so um I've, I've continued to wear them to kind of special occasions here here and there um but also just like to break them out because i feel like they're pretty easy to, to overlook in case anyone in the chat doesn't know what they are in a very basic non-sneakerhead fashion if any i'm sure there's probably a mix of sneakerheads and non-sneakerheads in here so i'm gonna probably do some justice and some injustice but in a nutshell, they are a blue, white and black pair of Jordan 1s with a lightning bolt on the back heel. That's that's the non sneakerhead description. <laughs> if you're I'm sneakerhead, That's right the ben, sure. ben version. <laughs> yeah, Ben I think now you know exactly what they look like. But that's that's a I think a pretty crazy crazy pair of shoes that that now is very hard to find. Uh, my most expensive like sale or my best my best flip Uh, I had a pretty crazy collection that I got for really cheap. I had the off-white Jordan 1 Chicago Energies and UNCs. I had all three of them uh, that I got for like £600 on the Chicago, £170 on the UNC retail, um, and then £1,000 on the Energy. So I got all three of them for less than 2000 uh, then I also had the MCA, the MoMA, and the Complex Con Special Edition Air Forces, which again, I got all three of those for less than $2,000, uh, so like 4000 for for all uh, six of them, which was a very special set. Not many people had them, and I had them all dead stock in, in the same size. Um, sorry, I almost choked there for a second but all in the on <laughs> the same size and i sold them to one collector for a very hefty uh, amount of money more nice. uh, more more than 10 times what i paid for him to, oh, to,
3: wow. wow!
0: i know wow. Uh, i know someone that you and i both speak to quite regularly sam well, they... who, who has a pair of the off-white chicago's uh and they are at the point where the sole is about to fall off, he's worth that much. Yeah, respect. I think it's like a five thousand pounds pair of shoes that he just wears to death. Wow. Yeah,
4: respect, respect. Uh,
0: yeah. There you go. Thanks for
3: sharing, man.
4: With I'm pleasure. But yeah, on, when when those shoes came out, even the other the like the whole collection of the ten, they did a pop up here in London, and they like they were hype, but they weren't selling for that much. You know, like you could get the Blazers for like two fifty, you could get. The, i forget what those basketball shoes were called Mm hyper dunk no the hyper dunk was like selling for like 50 pounds over retail uh very interesting shoe but the jordans were selling for like 700 800 pounds and now that's it's a whole whole different story
2: yeah. I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of the nike Sakai, the waffle the waffle shoe
4: yeah uh, the- i love the Sakai i really nice yeah
2: my uh my sneaker collection has gone up more in value than my nfts have this year so <laughs>
0: <laughs> same absolutely the yeah. same man <laughs> well i'll
3: tell you what guys i'll tell you what i feel sorry for all of you talking about your sneaker collections when you got size 16 uk feet
0: oh my god Mr. you D get Yellow.
3: you get what bloody fits sideshow <laughs> <laughs> That's great, so. Vitalik. What did you say, Vitalik? <laughs>
2: You <forget> that Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yellow sat there with uh two box of tissues on his feet. Yeah. He's... <laughs> <laughs> it's a descendant of Hagrid, aren't you, mate?
3: Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> um What do
0: you think's coming next for the NFT space, Sam? I'm really interested to know.
4: I'm quite I'm quite interested. In the more like access orientated NFTs, that that to me seems like a more tangible way to go forward. So, like to 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 give a more example, better example, um, something like the proof of concepts, which is from the sneaker snore sneaker store, not sneaker snore, sneaker <laughs> store concepts uh which is quite a quite a legendary store they have a nft called proof of concepts uh proof spelt how you would imagine concepts spelt a bit tricky C N C P T S, I believe Mm -hmm. um but their nft is like an access pass that gives you the availability to enter a more limited edition raffle to have access to Left leftover stock to have very tangible rewards. You know, for me, that that's something that uh, I think is a really good use case for for NFTs, um, and specifically the sneaker space. Uh, but I also really really like the established brands that have IP already coming into the NFT space and creating like avatars with that IP. I, I think that's also uh, really really cool and definitely something to keep an eye on for any collectors out there
0: yeah absolutely um
3: i'll open it i'll
0: go for it zerk sorry buddy i was just going to say yeah
2: sorry for the background noise but um sam what do you think of uh the clonex uh air force one collapse and stuff
4: i am a big fan and i had a i had a dream of completing the set but i've I think accepted defeat for the time time being. I, I managed to get all of them except for the Murakami DNA and the Undead DNA. So
0: uh, I got got a good amount, but yeah, under.
4: yeah. Big fan though, big fan. Yeah, big fan of everything
0: Artifact are doing. They are pretty, um, yeah, they're revolutionizing the space for for sure. Um, and it's uh, I, I listened in on the um the spaces that farok and the uh gm nfts guys had with them last week and it was very insightful I, in fact it was one of the best episodes i've ever listened to i really enjoyed it
4: i heard that they were doing some uh walk to earn mechanism tied with the nfc chip in your in your uh uh-huh. air forces potentially something along those lines which sounds very interesting
0: I really like the ANFC chip thing. I don't think it's exploited nearly enough by projects that where they've got a real like, m- like community of people who are just like baying for anything they can get <laughs> with that brand on it. I, I think the uh,
4: the chip is a really really interesting um, approach. On a on a super quick side note, because it's just like could not be any more relevant to what you're <clears throat> speaking about. Mm. I actually wrote my master's thesis on how the blockchain can solve the problem of authenticity in the sneaker and collectible.
0: Yeah, of course.
4: And the big the big kind of like gray area was retrospectively how do you solve that problem? Because it's great if a brand like Nike and Artifact integrate the NFC chips into their shoes when they're manufactured. But what about the billions, right? That might be an exaggeration or might be an under exaggeration. I don't know how many products are out there. Um, but what about the billion products that have already been created without this technology? How do you know if they're real or fake and people are counterfeiting them like crazy? Like The, the sneaker market's $30 billion, secondary market. And the counterfeit market is like $650 billion. So it's a really big problem. And I think it's really, really exciting that, for example a Murakami X Nike X Artifact Air Force One exists and it has an NFC chip, I think you should be looking at something like that with like a 5, 10, 15, 20, 50-year outlook because that's something that's going to be on-chain forever. And Murakami is a very, very established artist. So to buy a pair of those for $900 seems... Seems like a no-brainer if you can if you can justify holding it for a very long time. I don't know what's going to happen in the short term. I'm not trying to give you investment advice, but from a guy who wrote his master's thesis on the powers of the blockchain and authenticity and the problem that we have at hand, uh, what what Artifactor are doing with Nike is is very interesting. Yeah, couldn't agree more, couldn't agree more. Um,
0: I will allow a few more, a couple more questions if anyone wants to come up from the audience. Now would be the time to raise a hand and request to speak.
3: I got my usual one, mate, Um, in Very terms good. of, because I don't have this project. So is there any top tips for the best way for someone to get into your ecosystem? Anything we need to watch out for in terms of stuff already being claimed? can we get a mystery box and that has some value even if we don't have a sneaker head? I don't know.
4: Yeah. Great. Great question. Uh, the short answer is right now at the current moment. And for the next couple uh weeks, there's, there's nothing in particular to look out for in terms of uh, rarity or strategic edge that, that you could, um, obtain, like like I said in the beginning we're, we're trying to keep it extremely simple um, that's that's my personal experience from also trying to get into projects is a lot of them are just too complicated and you don't know what you're getting involved in you don't know what you're missing so uh, our angle is keep it very very simple in terms of Mystery Box uh, we did just close the claim um, two or three days ago five days ago actually now so there's nothing to worry about there um the only thing is that if you do claim a or buy a sneakerhead what i would look out for is the level that the sneakerhead is so on the on the sneakerhead itself if you scroll down a little bit past the traits uh there's a little tab that says level uh that has to do with the sneakerhead stocking level that that sneakerhead is so right now their only option is either level 0 or level 1 if it's level one, you buy it and you start at level one. So you'd be reaching level two um, in, in 60 days from when you get started. You're more on uh, a closer path to the people who started the beginning. If you buy level zero, you get to start from the beginning. And when you reach level one in 30 days, you get to claim a Persian carpet uh, skin. But without the OG earring, so that Persian carpet skin is is available forever when anyone reaches level one. Um, just now, it's it's without the OG earring. We took the OG earring away. Um, so the two things to look out for is is really just what what level the sneakerhead is, and if it's level zero or level one. Um, regardless, you you should stock it, um, and you you will um, be on on the journey with us. But yeah, we're we're trying to keep it really really simple. Um, The only other thing in terms of like our bigger picture is sneakerhead numbers also will play a role. So your silhouette number will play a role potentially in some specific products and things like that that are more tied to that silhouette. So like in the real world, if Jordan does a Jordan one collab, it's only on like the Jordan one, you know, but then they might also be an Air Force One collab and things like that. So for us, it's like if we do collabs, it won't always be on every single sneakerhead. It might only be on sneakerhead seventeen or sneakerhead twenty-three or sneakerhead thirty-three. You know, it's it's usually going to be on uh, that kind of narrative. Um, might be on a few sneakerheads. Might be on all of them. But um, do pick a sneakerhead silhouette that you like and look out for what level it is.
3: Thanks, mate. Um one more follow-up before if there's nobody waiting um yeah the obvious thing for me seems to be getting some access to some really cool in real life rare sneakers at some point um it's obviously that's that's something you would have thought about is that something you're able to talk about (laughs)
4: <laughs> i can i can talk about that in a few top level comments um yeah making making shoes is extremely challenging um that's that's i think probably something that we don't want people to be really expecting from us to create our own sneaker line anytime soon um to start from from zero with unique products does does take a bit of time um but it's something that we have looked into and of course does make make sense um but it's not it's not anything that we're looking to do uh as a first and foremost that's our that's that's not our main goal you know like we're not a we're not a shoe brand uh, a physical shoe brand that's not how we identify ourselves but could happen um have some interesting kind of alternative ways that we could go down that route. Um, there's a really cool company that we actually had on Twitter spaces a few weeks ago called Mellon, who make 3d printed shoes, uh, which personally I'm a really big fan of. So hopefully we can figure out something there. Um, they are also based or one of the artists or, or designers is based here in London. So um, His name is, is Finn. If you ever hear about him or see him or want to reach out to him, um, you can also DM me, and I'm happy to pass that contact information forward. But their studio is based here in London, um, or from one of their designers. But yeah, the 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 physical world is is quite challenging to create from scratch. Um, but the other angle to that is collaborations, and that's a different that's a different story.
1: Awesome. So like
4: a sneakerhead X. I mean I'm just gonna we're not working with Nike, but a sneakerhead X Nike shoe would be different than making our own shoe. But but again we're not we're not working with Nike. Are you sure you're not? Are you absolutely definitely not? One hundred percent not. One hundred percent not. Okay,
0: just checking. Just checking. Um Sam, you've been fantastically honest. Thank you so much. I'm gonna call it there because nobody has uh asked to come up and i like to wrap these things up at around the hour mark thank you so much to my wonderful team for coming up and asking questions sam thank you for all of your honesty and for being so upfront about this it's um really refreshing to hear uh builders and founders and the people
4: behind these projects making things happen so thank you very much Um, i do want to just add one last quick thing because i know we didn't touch upon it go 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 you can own a mystery box without having a sneakerhead you don't need a sneakerhead to own the mystery box or open the mystery box so you could you could buy a mystery box and open it uh on this 25th without without a sneakerhead uh they're they're entirely separate if that's if that's something you guys want to do
0: that's a very important point to add late on thank you very much <laughs> um This was a recorded show, so immediately after, I will post a link thanking Sam. If you could all retweet that, that would be amazing. And then this Thursday, the 8th of September, I have Craig from Dower Darcells joining us um so please feel free to drop us any questions that you would like us to ask in advance that would be amazing um anybody can request me and uh and drop me a dm uh and i am really looking forward to seeing you all again then team thank you very much any last words i'll just say thank Um, you craig doesn't seem like a very french name (laughs) craig it's not he's australian (laughs)
4: Sam, sorry. Go for it, buddy. No problem. I, I was just saying thank you. It was a, it was a great pleasure. Thank, thank you for having me. Uh, it's, my, the pleasure
0: is ours. I'm certain of it. Tom Zirk, Spaceman, Mr. Yellow Bobby. Yeah. Have Thanks a very wonderful much, Sam. few days. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate you guys. Have a good you, one. you, Sam. Great session. Thanks, thank you to everybody Thanks, listening. Man. Have a great evening, day, afternoon, and all the rest of it.